0: Hey, this is Jeff Gannon, and you're listening to the Focus Compounding Podcast. This is the podcast where Andrew and I talk general investing concepts. To learn about specific stocks I like, go to focuscompoundinggazette.com. That's focuscompoundinggazette.com, and enter your email. Once you enter your email, you'll start getting one free 2,000-word stock right up a week. Andrew and I also manage accounts for clients. To learn more about our managed accounts, email andrew at info at focuscompounding.com. Or text or call Andrew at 469-207-5844. And now here's Andrew with your regularly scheduled podcast.
1: All right, we are back. How is everybody doing? Hope you are doing well. Andrew Kuhn, Focus Compounding Podcast. Jeff Gannon, Focus Compounding Podcast. I can't even yeah. pronounce it. You can see your face too, and we yeah. don't have we don't have the keg cups out right. today, like people were saying last week on, uh, on Twitter. I want to thank everybody so much for uh, tuning in with us here today. If you do want to get access to Jeff's weekly gazette that goes out. Maybe you could explain also why you started calling it a gazette instead of a memo. A lot of people uh,
0: Well, have asked it that. has a 10 Overlook Stocks to Watch, yeah. at least one write-up uh, of a stock, so a 2,000 word write-up. And now it has something from you at the end too.
1: That's right. We have a, it's called what's on Andrew's mind. Mm-hmm. And I have full autonomy to write about anything I want, right? Yep. If I think, uh, if I want to write about the sky being blue, I'm going to write about mm-hmm. the sky being blue, but now I'm always obviously going to relate to investing. So if you want to get access to that, go to focus compounding com. If you're on YouTube or the podcast app, this, that will be in the show notes and feel free to sign up there for free. Uh, you get a bunch of ideas from Jeffrey. Um, also if you're not following me on Twitter, go to, um, at Focus Compound on Twitter. I tweet out a bunch of investing principal stuff and just kind of everything related to investing, so be sure to check that out. So speaking of that, um, today, and what's today? Today's Wednesday. Okay. I tweeted out a post that you wrote up, I believe, in 2017. All right. And it was on reading. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was interesting, and we've talked about reading on here before on the podcast a long time ago, though. And we talked about how, or you wrote about how if you are reading more practical investing books or investing books on you know, the theory behind investing, instead of reading a bunch of 10Ks, you're reading more of those, you're doing it wrong. And I think a lot of people sort of fall into that trap, especially from um, my correspondence with people that reach out. And I know at one point, I kind of fell into that Mm -hmm. trap as well. You feel like you have to pretty much learn all the fundamentals, and what you do, of course. But then I think it takes away from actually just reading the ten Ks to learn about all these different businesses. Yeah. And I always say that I learned more about investing when I stopped reading a bunch of investing books, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. So I thought maybe we could spend some time. You know, first of all. What are your favorite investing books other than okay. Stock Market Genius? So really just books that people could take away mm-hmm. um, to become better investors. And then we could just talk about like reading 10Ks and your process for doing that.
0: Okay. So my favorite uh, investing books, you can be a Stock Market Genius, like you said, but also um, anything that is all about uh sort of case studies like a fund manager's actual uh day-to-day what they bought and why they did it and stuff so i like all the peter lynch books you know so one up on wall street beating the street i, I got some up there yeah. yeah yeah and um there was books uh john neff died not that long ago and he had written a book that i liked um a lot of people find it pretty boring but i think it's a <laughs> a good book he was like a low pe type investor um i've mentioned before uh there's always something to do that's a good book and uh, any of those sorts of things. And of course, you know, in terms of more theory books, Phil Fisher and Ben Graham. So the Intelligent Investor is probably the easiest one for people to read, although I like Security Analysis a lot. Yeah. And Boring. Yeah. I wish and, I had a drop. Boring alert. Boring <laughs> alert. Boring alert. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then Phil Fisher, you have, uh, he wrote a couple books. The famous one is Common Stocks and Uncommon Profits. Yeah. Uh, but the. Um, uh, but i also like like conservative investors sleep well and so there was uh another one that he wrote too so yeah, yeah all of those are good
1: yeah and uh, do you have any books that you reread every single year
0: i think we've talked before that do reread parts of the snowball okay yeah. for like inspiration purposes or what because uh, I'd like to
1: listen I've probably listened yeah, yeah. to that book like five times and I'm like okay yeah. so, we're in warm up at 1.0 days I, right. need, some, I need some inspiration so yeah. I, I need no, some like really listen to I it I think
0: more for the uh, just what he did in his partnership days and stuff yeah. yeah, for some of the most specific ones that's an interesting book because uh, Alice Schroeder who wrote that book did a lot of research and only a small part of it really goes into the book but there are like these little details that are really great in there Yeah, you know, yeah. especially about the parts that people don't know that much about like his partnership years and some things like yeah. that how he would you know, invest in a company find out about it yeah
1: no that uh, that was definitely my favorite part too and what's interesting and we've spoken about this um she she gave a like an ama and asked Mm -hmm. me anything on reddit once and she just answered like a bunch of questions and again it's going back to i always talk about you know we probably can't get into contact with warren but you can learn about a lot about these individuals that you're interested in just by people that have been around them a lot Mm -hmm. and she just answered questions on him for you know, days. And and I thought that was interesting. So you could Google that. It's on Reddit, Alice Schroeder, ask me anything. And of course it was all about Warren. But what's interesting too, is that she didn't, or they don't even talk anymore. She has said, Mm -hmm. was that surprising to you? No. I wonder, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I guess it's very, I read the book, so I'm
0: not surprised because of the, she, she almost alternates between personal business, personal business and the personal stuff is why I'm sure they don't talk. Yeah. 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 And I think
1: he, doesn't I wonder if he just remembers it differently or what? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but well, I think he
0: said that before that people will remember it differently and she's you know, less you the less flattering, less flattering version. Yeah, yeah, where well, you
1: kind of open up yourself to a lot. I feel like a lot of criticism. Yeah, when but he produced she a good did. book that way. No, so, totally. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was a great book. What? Um, so, okay, so you, um, Phil Fisher's books, mm-hmm. Peter Lynch's books. So yeah. obviously, stock market genius strategy is right. all behind that. Um, what are some good ten Ks that you think people could? you know start to read to learn more about yeah, people is it, it. just read anything or what yeah
0: people ask that a lot and I think it's uh the ones they want to read are like ones where management kind of lays it out for you and it's easy I guess you know yeah. they want to read like a, a Berkshire Hathaway type thing sure know? but I think it's better to read ones that you have to figure it out for yourself that way so the easiest ones are you know something about it already uh-huh okay. you're familiar with the product yeah so the company it, well the easiest one is where industry do you work in okay so if you work in financial services read something about financial services do you um easy ones are you know do you go to a movie theater yes then read a movie theater one because it'll be easier for you you'll understand what um uh their gross margins on concessions are and stuff you know what that kind of product is you can picture in your mind whereas if you're reading about honestly some sorts of things um you just have no idea what you you might be reading about you know if you're reading about something that's like a business to business technology company or something and you have nothing to do with um business software things or something like that you just won't have an idea because you don't know the customers and the suppliers and you don't know um the the product yeah you know you don't know how it's sold and those sorts of things but you might have dealt with a bank before you know so if you read about like an investment bank well unless you're in that kind of industry you might not have any idea How to read that 10K, but if you read about a a retail bank, you know if you're reading about that part of Wells Fargo's business or something, well, you bank with a Bank of America or Wells Fargo or Chase or whatever, so you have some ideas about how that works. Yeah, no, I I would definitely agree,
1: and I think that's what I did when I first started off was Mm -hmm. I like read like Nike's annual report or or Apple's annual report because like in my head I could picture everything. Yeah, and it just I felt like learning more about the business side of things it was a lot easier to grasp yeah almost, it you
0: know. is easier often to pick a small company that way though yeah so because they it, don't have multiple like, right. product lines. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. yeah. so some of those are very focused like apple's very focused nike's very focused but when you get to things if you're reading about microsoft or something actually a large part of microsoft's 10k doesn't have anything to do with windows and office even though that's the big part of their yeah. business they talk about lots of other things they do too so having like one product line companies is really good or companies that have one location or something we we're talking about a company that operates like theme park type things that that's very easy. Everyone right now could go. There's probably half a dozen publicly traded companies that in the U.S. that do things related to some sort of theme park or something. You could easily read it. You probably visit at least a location or something. You can look it up online, see pictures and things. That kind of thing helps a lot. If you can read reviews, see pictures, something to yeah. actually see how it works in the real world, Yeah, that helps. Because most people who have problems with 10Ks, I think it gets too abstract for them. They're reading about some business. They have no idea how it works. I mean, it's drawn up by lawyers, too. So I
1: feel like adding some context to whatever it is that you're reading about is good. You wrote a post once about, and we always talk about this idea of like deep work. Mm -hmm. And it's a fascinating topic to me. And I know you said that. The book wasn't your favorite. You didn't like the book, but you like the concept. And (laughs) you wrote that. So that's not me just saying that. You actually put that out there that you didn't think the book was too great. But you like the the idea behind it and the concept. The concept concept is very important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I recommend people read the book. Yeah. Many books I read, I like the subject matter of it. I'm not saying that. The treatment of it by the author is the best. Yeah, yeah, and um, so I guess when it comes to like getting better,
1: right? So mm-hmm. like getting better with not only just reading, but like reading ten ks and and just um, you know understanding. I mean, this concept of deep work. I think they're sort of tied together. Yeah. Um, so if people could look to improve on their deep work, what you know, what would you suggest? And I think it's unique mm-hmm. how you do it, right? Okay. And this is something that even me, I consciously have to make an effort right. to improve on, right? It's kind of silly to say out loud, but I mean, so a uh, huge marketing for us, obviously, is, is Twitter. Right. And, um, you know, now we're doing YouTube and all these mm-hmm. different things. And it's like kind of like, you know, notifications right. and everything. So there's so much more being thrown at uh, out to you, yeah. which is why I think this concept of deep work, if you can master it, mm-hmm. right, whatever that means, it will only give you an edge. Yeah. And I think the way that you do it is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. So I actually read a book recently called Hyperfocus. And which is a lot like Deep Work. Is um, it a new book? It is. I don't know if it's a very new book, but it's fairly new book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not by the same author of uh, Deep Work. But it, similar idea. If people like Deep Work, they'll like the book Yeah, yeah. I just wrote it down. But, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get that book. Yeah. <laughs> but the reason I thought it was interesting is not so much that it taught me anything that way, except it was like they were describing how I work usually. Yeah. Which is um, – a lot of times people talk about how it's important to, like, you know, how can they be the most productive and fitting and, you know, reading the most 10Ks or something. Mm-hmm. But the real issue is not that for most people listening to this. So, like, most people, let's even if you could just do one 10K a week, basically, mm-hmm. one, one stock a week that you could study, um, you could do 50 in a year. Well, if you have a fairly good method of like you listen to our podcast, you um, read certain threads or blogs or whatever, you get some ideas and then you just write them down and then over a year you go through them. 50 ideas, if you pick out of that, you know, the five stocks you want or something is enough to be an investor with no problems. So you don't need to be looking at more than one stock a week, but you do need to really focus on it. And what happens to a lot of people is more like what you talked about in your what's on Andrew's mind which is, uh, I think you were talking about Charlie Munger calling it twaddle talk. Yeah, twa- yeah. twaddle tendency. <laughs> twaddle tendency, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, which is true. It, it, in, instead of focusing on learning all about this specific company, right, people get into a lot of stuff about uh different people's opinions on the industry or whatever much more superficial sorts of things and almost like social sorts of things he calls it like chauffeur knowledge right exactly he gives like an example
1: of oh this is such an easy question let me have my chauffeur answer it right you know because yeah that's yeah exactly
0: and it's the and often people get the most superficial sort of uh, knee-jerk reaction to something like an industry or whatever so um so we've talked about that like um we own Naco. Uh, Whatever opinions are on it and things like that, the problem that you can have is some people can just think, "Well, coal," and that's the what are the first thoughts that come to mind. Stuff. What you have to do is you have to actually read the ten K of whatever you're doing and learn about the business and then make a decision on it. And often your initial impressions will be right that way. Mm -hmm. But so the way to do that is like what that deep work thing was talking about. I've said before, uh, set a timer. Yeah. I recommend setting a timer for eventually like 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't think you want to go much longer than about 90 minutes because m- almost everyone will sort of start to get uh bored. Yeah. And then re-energized eventually. Yeah, a not bored. Even off, if yeah. you're watching a movie, you know, if it's a 3-hour movie, there's a lull in the middle for sure. you and then it comes yeah. back, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and so that that's my recommendation to people is 90 minutes. You can start with, you know, an hour or something. But um to really just focus on that and the reason for setting a timer Is the reason for picking a short amount of time is that you can like block it out and say, Okay, I don't have to do anything for the next ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you can't say, Well, I don't have to do anything for the next afternoon. You're designating that time to And that's it. Mm -hmm. And then you set a timer so that you don't you're not looking at any sort of clock. You're not looking at your cell phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're instead just the timer will go off when it's done and then you'll just stop looking at the 10k or whatever. If you really focus on just one stock for ninety minutes at a time. You're gonna be so far ahead of other investors, yeah. You know, and then you just repeat that with you know if you have a week or something, repeat that with five different stocks in the same industry or something, mm-hmm. you know. And then even if you could, I think,
1: try to stay disciplined to do it, like even like 60 minutes a day, right? Exactly. You know, and that's when I think you really see the the effects, um, you know, take off.
0: Yeah, and that relates to another thing Charlie Munger said, which was that like he sold himself part an hour a day, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's a great thing. And for a lot of people, it, it will be something like that. I mean, the easiest thing of all for a lot of people, a lot of office workers, is just going an hour earlier. Can't do it. Yeah. No matter how many hours of sleep I get, it's
1: still <laughs> a mission for me to get up in yeah. the morning. No, I could do it. I'm but kidding, Because
0: but yeah. uh, because if you try to do, for a lot of people, we'll, we'll see, but for a lot of people, if you try to do an hour at the end of your day, yeah, you're too tired. You're too tired. Yeah. Um, and there's also, the other big risk is that a lot of times, well, and actually, uh, this is good in hyper-focus talking about it, is how often people interrupt themselves but they have a tendency to blame the other people around them because it's convenient. They want to be interrupted, basically. Yeah. So if there's people around you needing whatever, then it's like, oh, I have to answer this email <laughs> instead of I have to look at this 10K You want me to take that trash out? Okay, <laughs> please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You reorganize your desk a hundred times or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And what most people find, certainly what I find, is um that you might not be too excited to – uh, read a 10k before starting i mean a lot of times actually i am excited to read the 10k yeah, before yeah. starting but uh, most of the time probably but for many people they're not and um what they'll find though is that after the it's that was after those first few minutes when they really get into it is the problem once they're really doing it it's not a chore to get through 90 minutes of it yeah. it's the starting and the first five minutes of what am i doing yeah you, you know, kind of get like the groove this? of it yeah or whatever and then you and what i do is i have a pen and i always have a calculator um, to make sure that I do, because my feeling is if I don't have a calculator, then it's easy to be lazy and not do calculations for yourself. Yeah, but sure. if you do, then you're writing everywhere. In a real calculator too. I mean, it's yeah. not so silly that we have to like, <laughs> but this is
1: kind of the way I do it mm-hmm. is I use a real calculator. Yeah. I prefer paper. And a lot of people say, does it help you remember more? I, right. It's really for me personally, it's like a focusing. Yeah. I feel I, like I, I could just, actually like, I retain it better. I'm actually more in the groove of it. Right. There's no notifications. Um, yeah. You know, and you're on only me. doing that. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's so easy for people to say, oh, well, let me just check. This is what most people will do, is they'll be looking at the stock, even reading the 10K. If they're reading something online or something, they'll immediately open up a tab and check Yahoo Finance or check, um, you know. Or Google something, which
1: they, if you want to look
0: at, like, the location, of,
1: which is good to do. But personally, like, um, the 60 minutes or whatever that you block off, it should be your deep work you know, time where you're not surfing the web or doing anything.
0: And I can't tell you often some, I get someone talking to me about a site they've looked at for a while and they talk about the price ratio or something. And actually they've pulled the ratio from a website. Hmm. Whereas in more you don't really need to know it exactly. In more general terms if they know, oh, it's trading at eight, nine, ten times free cash flow, they if they just look at three years of it, they would have that general impression, you know, yeah. no problem. But they instead pulled from whatever the thing said about the E V D EBITDA or whatever, which could be right or could be wrong. Um, but they should have an opinion about it that would be really easy to know from yeah. from reading the ten K and you know, uh so yeah, yeah, I mean, read deep work and read hyperfocus, whether yeah. I like the treatment that the author gave of the concepts. I think they're really important concepts, and it is the one thing when people ask me like um the hardest part about being investor or something I do notice, especially with uh now and with younger people, the difficulties of um that you have to just stop listening to other people mm-hmm. at some point, go away and just form your opinion about a stock. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of the social aspect of it and sure. stuff, and you know, um, and now it's fine to have both. Yeah, that and then at other times, like you might get ideas generally from something where you're talking to a lot of different people and stuff, or you might talk an idea through with someone afterwards. You posted something about Buffett saying it's better not to talk to people, yeah. an idea which I, I disagreed think, with. Yeah, and I to think, a point, and I think that it's generally true. That you should avoid talking to yeah. someone about it. I think it's good once you have a very strong opinion. And if you have the sort of uh, personality where you're not going to be swayed by someone else's opinion, which he certainly does, um, then I think you're fine. Yeah, but it, it's very important not to form your initial opinion as like a group talking about a stock. Yeah, Go and off that, and form the yeah, initial opinion and, and that's and
1: talk. that's what I wrote about in the Gazette uh, on my What's on Andrew's Mind column was I was just saying that I do think it's, it's good to – talk to other people after you form your own opinion to understand like when I call it the varying yeah. perception or that's what you know people call what does the market think you know so then you could kind of try to weigh okay are they correct are they wrong mm-hmm. do I see their point do I agree with them um, but yeah I, I completely agree with that
0: yeah and talking to other people also often sparks something yeah right. that gives you uh, that directs you in the direction you need to do the work that you need often you know you often get an idea or something from talking to a lot of people now at least for me and I'm sure for Buffett, um, you talk to people and hear a thousand ideas and you go, oh, there's 10 that yeah. sounded good from what I heard. You know, I mean, yeah. the ratio is not good in terms of the same thing's true. He reads a lot of newspapers and things. I find news is not a very, um, like in terms of the amount of time you spend on is a yeah. very valuable use of your time. So you know? what I started doing was using a almost like a summarizer,
1: like okay. um, compoundnews.com or oh. abnormal returns, mm-hmm. whatever, and they they just post... What they think is the most, <clears throat> I guess, newsworthy items of the day. So you're not reading all the fluff. It's just really like, yeah. here's it. So I think that's good for like a time management purpose. Yeah, what
0: I actually do is before I click on something <clears throat> or, or read something, whatever. And what I actually do, I think I've mentioned this before, is usually what I do is I decide to read something. Yeah. And then I will print it out and read it later or something. I put together a bunch of reading at certain times. Mm -hmm. So I'll read for a couple hours instead of, you know, reading and doing some other stuff and reading some more and whatever online. You know, I don't read and then answer some emails and then read, you know. But um, uh, what I do is I look and decide... If this is something that's going to be a practical use to me, and for us, it's really easy because we focus on just overlooked stocks. Yeah, yeah. So I literally will look up the stock and see if it's overlooked at all it's or things filter. related yeah, to it is. Sure. Uh, and if they aren't, if there's nothing like that, you know, like I was reading something about title insurers or something, I looked it up and they're not really overlooked, so I dropped it. Although it sounded interesting when I was reading, uh, I decided that it wasn't, you know, something that we were going to end up buying, so yeah. I eliminated it. And and that's useful if you know. I, I talk to a lot of people who. I kind of know immediately they're not really going to buy um, that like reinsurance company because mm-hmm. they don't feel like they understand reinsurance well yeah. or whatever, which is fine. But then just eliminate, you know, they they will sometimes spend a lot more time on the ideas they don't buy the complicated ones, the ones that they're not really sure about. Even though from the beginning I knew you're not really going to buy yeah. that, you know, you're just not going to get comfortable with it. I think people can tell fairly early on whether there's something there that they might be able to get comfortable with. And that's a skill that you have to develop. Mm -hmm. Um, Buffett, I think, is really good at that. It's not just saying yes or no right away, but it's also knowing, is this something I could figure out? And that's something that you get better at over time. Sure, yeah. Um, Because he always talks about like, if it's if
1: it's something that's very important to the investment case, but you can't figure right. it out, forget about it. Yes, but Absolutely. if it's something that isn't important and you can't figure out, okay, potentially right. that's okay. But if it's something that you can't figure out and it's important, then obviously that's that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you had to come up with a couple hacks, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. I I feel like our generation's all about these hacks, hacks. productivity yes. hacks. That <laughs> may be part of what I was talking about. With you deep know, work. <laughs> I mean, what what would you say? So I would, if I could give a couple first. Okay. Um, Read the real annual reports or 10K yes. filings. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people will actually benefit more from that. Yeah. Um get a Kindle. Yeah. That's if true. you're not gonna be on real on like real paperback books. Mm-hmm. Um so I prefer the Kindle because A, it's it's very small. So yeah. for my eyes, it's just easier going from left to right. Mm-hmm. And also there's no notifications. That's all you're doing yeah. on there is just the task at hand. You're just reading. There's yeah. nothing popping. Um and then I would say um, what would I say? Take notes mm-hmm. on you know real paper, not just like on on um like the computer. Yes. And then what would you say?
0: Uh, I would actually say read those two books too. By the way, Deep Work and, yeah, uh, and Hyperfocus, uh-huh. because they are full of those sorts of hacks. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's true. I, and um, oh, and listen, to, this is one thing yeah. I do
1: is I listen. So if it's like a a biography type mm-hmm. of like The Snowball, that's a good book for me to listen to. It's not too technical. Right. It's more of like a information book. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like it's, like, snow, um, uh, not Snowball. Um, gosh, we were just talking about it. Ben Graham. Uh, gosh, I can't even. Not The Intelligent not Master. Not The Intelligent Master. Uh, the book I says said is very boring. <laughs> Security Analysis. Security Analysis. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Oh, you don't want to listen to don't that. Don't listen
0: to that, a, that book. That's, like, a technical yeah. book that you're yeah. going to want to read, right? Um, yeah.
1: But, like, Snowball, for example, that's a good book to listen to. Right. So, if you want to get through more books, I feel like that's a good way to do it yeah. is download Audible. I'm a big Audible yeah. fan.
0: I, I mostly... Uh, yeah, I don't listen to books that much. I have listened to some books. I've listened to Snowball and some things like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do read – what's interesting is they're not the books people ask me about, but mostly I read books about businesses and business biography type things. Yeah. So actually the one that I was reading today uh, before coming here was Junk to Gold, which is not probably a well-known book or something, but it's by the founder of Copart. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's just his story and stuff. It's his personal story as well as like uh, that sort of thing. And there's a ton of these sorts of books out. Uh, some of them are not that well-written. Some are yeah. well-written, you know, whatever. But they're interesting and they're often by a founder or someone who has access to a founder or something. Yeah. I also like reading ones about companies where it went badly too. I've read plenty of those too. Yeah. Um, those are always interesting. Yeah, I love horror stories. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> well, you've read a lot about like um frauds and scandals yeah, and things. I I mean more like um companies that once were big and yeah. aren't anymore. Like uh I think what was uh, i read one about uh burger chef with burger chef do i mean that yeah there was something i think it's the company that was mentioned in mad men um which was a major chain a long time ago Uh um you know circuit city blackberry um you know any of those sorts of things
1: yeah that's interesting circuit city that's so funny cool well um so i think that was a pretty good place to stop so Mm -hmm. again read uh hard copies yeah if you can uh get a kindle um, turn your phone off. Don't go on Twitter. Read Real 10Ks. Yeah. Set a timer. Yes. And then read those two books. And I think that would be a good summary for Yeah. People.
0: Also, there's another book that I have read. Don't particularly care one way or the other about it. Yeah. But lots of people tell me that it helped them a lot, uh, how to read a book. That is... I got you, that, I, you I you like like that right there. Yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I read it. I think it's a fine book, yeah. but I didn't find it to be that helpful in reading books. But other people find it yeah. helpful. Yeah. It's, and it's good for investors, too. Yeah. Well, like, I think Charlie Munger said that he does not take notes or anything, he just reads whatever he wants and read. Doesn't, didn't he say that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I find that true for my general reading. That is how I read most things. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I did, uh, one thing that I found useful is I got uh, bookmarks that just have space for writing notes oh really yeah because the one thing I do with uh, things that aren't kin- so normally I read Kindle books and I've had a Kindle for since they came out basically yeah. but um, the n- things that I take notes on that I care a lot about are names of people company names and things I don't recognize yeah. to find another book to read on the same subject you know so like I've said like their bibliography or their work cited is usually the thing I care the most about what books did they use to write this book sure yeah. then go and read go those and read books that. yeah
1: yeah No, I think that's, I think that's great. Well, I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in with us here today um, at the Focus Compounding Podcast. Be sure to sign up for the weekly gazette that gets sent out. And if you like 2000 minimum, Word Mm -hmm. write-ups on stocks. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, be sure to subscribe and thumbs it up. That will, um, A, give us some exposure and also notify you when we upload a video. I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in. We'll see you in the next podcast. Take care.
0: Hey, this is Jeff Gannon, and that was the Focus Compounding Podcast, the podcast where Andrew and I talk general investing concepts. To learn about specific stocks I like, go to focuscompoundinggazette.com. That's focuscompoundinggazette.com, and enter your email. Once you enter your email, you'll start getting one free 2,000-word stock right up a week. Andrew and I also manage accounts for clients. To learn more about our managed accounts, email Andrew at info at or text or call Andrew at 469-207-5844.